Hello, and welcome to the Fearless Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Freckleton. Have you ever noticed how fear stops us from creating and sharing our best work? Join the Fearless Storyteller as we explore the heart and soul of writing stories, songs, and scripts that sell with the people who write them. Each guest has their own unique hero's journey and insights into the intersections between limiting beliefs and success. What's my story? In 2007, I was divorced, in debt, stuck in a soul-sucking job, desperate to have a meaningful, fulfilling life, but not sure where to begin. I made a simple choice at the time, to start honoring my yes and to start speaking my no. Consequences be damned. After all, how could my life possibly get any worse? I began the long path of becoming a professional songwriter, finding my fearless voice along the way. Now, I'm living my dream life as a husband, father, and professional storyteller. Luz C. Gonzalez is the founder and force behind the Passion to Profit Blueprint and Limitless Movement. Her goal is to help others rock at thriving in their online businesses, and story is a big part of that equation. Any profitable business is focused on solving an urgent need for a specific audience, one that's willing and able to have that need met. For those of us passionate about telling stories, that means delivering a very specific type of experience with our work. But anyone who's been at this a while knows that's easier said than done. So, question is, how do we find and build an audience that will rally around our work and allow us to make a living doing what we love? That's what we aim to find out with today's guest. Luz C. Gonzalez, welcome to the Fearless Storyteller podcast. Thank you. Super excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, it's, it's good to chat with you again. And for people who may not know who you are, because you're not really in the writing community per se, what would you like to say about yourself? Yeah, I am, I am a coach. I am a, I think I would describe it as a holistic business coach. And, you know, the, within the business coaching space, there's a lot of places where you can, you know, sort of like play and empower people. So my specific space is how do you empower people who have a message to share, a gift, a service that they want to share with more people, or maybe they're just getting started, mm. and they don't know how to find their people, they don't know how to become, the, the way that I describe it is becoming really a magnet, and we do this specifically online, so how do you utilize mm. the power of the internet, right, like social media, your website, your online presence, and your online presence is composed of so many things, like your newsletter, your content strategy, social media, so how do we put together your entire online presence which definitely feeds into your offline presence in today's world anyone who has a message to share a gift that they want to share with more people uh, you know a service that they want to to provide to more people you just gotta be online and, and so many people feel disempowered or mm. nervous or confused or scared or hopeless and they're like i just i think it takes you know five to $10,000 to get up my website and like, I just feel lost when it comes to social media. And it's like, whoa, take a deep breath. No, you're good. You actually, 
there has never been a more abundant and, and peaceful and like plentiful time for you to get your business presence online mm. in a way that's super easy, really like empowering and really affordable. Like you don't have to pay five to $10,000 to someone for, for them to build your website. I had one of my clients build her website in less than a week and it looks amazing. And I think it was like she was doing the monthly payment and that was like less than 10 bucks or around yeah, 10 bucks, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, the work that I do is to really empower people who have a gift, a message, service that they want to share with the world. Mm-hmm. And that specifically is like a long-term relationship that they're trying to create to then take that online so they can attract their dream clients, people, tribe. And then so they can create and nurture a relationship for the long term so they can really have clients in a tribe that are raving about their work for life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so one of the reasons I invited you to be on the show with this audience is there's a ton of overlap with the author space in which we are online businesses. Mm -hmm. We're typically do-it-yourself solopreneurs and being able to reach out and find and connect with a readership or an audience Mm -hmm. and have something to offer in this ongoing relationship is what allows an author business to truly thrive and Mm -hmm. be able to take off and have profitable results when there's new products Mm -hmm. and all of Mm -hmm. those, right? You can't do it in a vacuum. Absolutely, which is why I was really excited to connect with you because as I was thinking, like, who, who could really be empowered by this, this kind of work and knowledge? Authors are a huge one, right? Like, authors, you have this gift, you have a message, you have something that you want to share with the world that, I mean, like, some of you, it took years to, to get to a place where you're like, I'm doing it, right? I'm going to create my book. And then just the time that it took for you to create this beautiful thing that you brought to the world. And, and I just really want to recognize and acknowledge everyone who is here, who is an author. Like I, I have my outline. I still haven't written my first book, but like I recognize how much work and thought and just like just life source energy comes into this creation. And then you wrote your book because you wanted your book to, to touch the lives of other people, whether you are in, you know, like nonfiction and you're sharing some skill or teaching or whether you are in fiction and you want to entertain, you want to bring people into a new world. The thing is for them to have that experience, they have to know about you. They have to know about your work. And ideally, you want as many people to to be part of this world that you've created or these teachings that you're sharing. And the online world is an absolute, critical, powerful, impactful, beautiful vehicle that can allow authors to really reach many more people. And I know that on my personal journey and thinking about what it takes to write a book and thinking about like book publishing strategies and you know, what, what's the sort of, am I just publishing because I just want to have a book out or am I publishing because I want to change life, you know, lives through my book or am I publishing 
because I want this to boost my business. And maybe for you, it's all three or just two mm. or three or one of three. And as you think about that, it, it, it just, it requires that there be, uh, except for the, the first one where it's just like, you know what? I just want to like off my bucket list. I just want to know that it's done. Right. right? Then right. you just write it because you had a goal and you're done. But for any other you know, like next step from after publishing your book, it really means like touching the lives of more people. And that is going to require an online presence, or at least if you want to make it easier for yourself. If you do want to make this profitable, if you want to create a movement from your book and the ideas that you're sharing in your book, hmm. the online strategy is, a, it is just an absolute must, you know, piece of, of you getting your great work out there. Right. And you mentioned the word strategy and it seems important because I'm imagining, you know, a lot of people are overwhelmed just with the process of writing a book and, yeah. and doing the publishing steps. And then, you know, a lot of us know that it's not as simple as creating a web page or a Facebook page because we've done that before and it doesn't mean that anybody's going to find you any faster because yeah. you have a web page or yes right and so yes it sounds like what you're talking about is maybe a systematic approach or a strategy yeah. like some some sort of guardrails to help make things feel a little more easeful in one yes. step at a time or something like that absolutely absolutely i think you know in the in the world of entrepreneurship and i think it really applies to to this world of authorship there's this concept of if if you know if you build it they will come and in the author space it would be if i write it they will read it they will come and that's not necessarily the reality of how it works for for definitely for the entrepreneurship space and i'm imagining that like definitely the case from what I've learned from my coaches. That's also not the case for, for the authorship world. And so there is, there's definitely those guard, you know, guardrails. I'm like, is that the word? I'm like immigrant yeah. guardrails. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so those, those guardrails are definitely there. And what I love to, one of my favorite things is to talk to people we're feeling confused and overwhelmed. And as I explain how simple, and the thing is that there's, there's a, a, like a subtle differentiation here. Simple just means that there is a roadmap, that there mm. are steps to follow. And if you follow the steps, you will reach a result. Mm. Simple does not equal no work, right? So I think sometimes right. people think simple equals easy. Simple means more easeful, but you still got to do the work, right? And you guys know this, you publish books or you're publishing a book. So you know the work that, that goes into actually, you know, getting that feed done. So yes, there, there is a system by which you, and so, so back to the, like, if I build it, they will come. If I write it, they will, um, they will read it. So mm. suppose you have a website, right? You have a website for, for yourself as the author and what prompted you to write this book and you know, your book sales, just because you have a website doesn't mean people are going to find it, right? Like there's this whole world of, are you, when people search for like one, are people even searching for you? Have you built mm. a big enough audience and following that people are going to be searching for you? That, that would be the only reason that someone's going to land on your website, which is why, 
everyone needs a website, but a website is not enough. You can't, you can't just stop at your website. Your website needs to be powered by what's called a profit-driven lead magnet, mm -hmm. which then gives people a reason to go to your website. That means you're giving them something of value, something you know that is going to engage them. And so that you have your website. So when we think about your online presence, your online and offline presence, as I think about them, it's your online and offline storefronts. Think of your, your work as an author as having like your little store, right? Where people mm. walk by and they see your store and then they read what it, you know, what's on the window. They see a mannequin, whatever. And they're like, Ooh, I think this is a store for me. That's exactly the same thing that you're doing with your presence. You want people to find you in all of the places where they're looking for your message, for your stuff, mm. for the problems that you solve. And you want them to go, Ooh, I need to go in here. Right. And right. that's why you need your website is only a piece of the bigger um, system of presence that you are creating. So a website is often not the first step. A website is often the second or third step of someone when someone gets to learn about you, but your website is super, super critical because this is when a person is like, okay, I'm serious. I want to learn more about this service, this book, this author, you know, this thing, but it, doesn't start there. It usually starts, and this is where social media is so important. It starts mm -hmm. when people are looking for what you've got. So I want you guys to be really clear in terms of your, your books, what problem, what, you know, itch are you helping, you know, like not be a, a, like a nuisance? What, what thing are you solving and for who are you solving it for? And where do these people hang out? So a mm -hmm. lot of people and again depending on your your specific demographic and your specific target audience are going to be on instagram a lot of people are going to be on facebook a lot of people are going to be on podcasts right podcasting mm. is a great place for authors to go um because all of you authors are an expert of some sort uh youtube right youtube is the mm. second largest s like search engine in the world, like it, it, people are really searching. So then you start thinking as an author, huh, I wonder what it looks like to take some of the stuff that I've created. And this doesn't work for all genres, but for some genres, you can take some of the stuff that you, you talk about in your book and you can create mini clips, mini videos where you're reading it or you're talking about a concept in one of your chapters. And all of a sudden you have a podcast and a YouTube channel, right? right. Uh, and then you repurpose that information and you repurpose it into Instagram where you repurpose it into Facebook. And so as we can see, this is an ecosystem. It's like your presence ecosystem. And for any of you who have questions about like the offline aspect of it, you like, you are definitely still talking to people offline. This is, it's, these are some of the most powerful, magical, beautiful connections that you make. But usually mm. what happens when you meet someone offline, where do they want to connect with you? online yeah they, they ask you oh are you on facebook are you on instagram like how can i be in touch with you and usually the way that you're in touch with them requires some sort of digital connection whether that be texting your phone email you know going to your website going to your social media accounts and so you have to know your demographic knowing where they hang out uh knowing where they're looking for what you've got and you must definitely definitely 
definitely really take responsibility and ownership of your online presence. Everyone, especially authors, y'all need an online presence. If this is like, if you want a lot of people to engage with your work. Right. And it's, I imagine for a lot of people, it's still going to sound overwhelming, right? Because I've, I've got maybe got family, a job, mm. writing a book on the side. Mm. There's not a lot of time. So is there a way to do all this and with like limited resources in terms yes. of time and energy? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a question that comes up. So the... I, I teach this, you know, these, these steps. This is a system, right? I teach it through a three-pillar framework. It's called the Passion to Profit Blueprint. Mm -hmm. And so pillar number one makes sure when it – so it's, it was built for entrepreneurship, but it really applies to anyone, again, like it applies to nonprofits, it applies to authors, it applies to anyone who has, again, a service, a message, a gift, uh, that they want to share with the world and that requires a long-term relationship or mm. requires a relationship of some sort. So pillar number one is making sure that you're writing the right book in the first place, right? So for entrepreneurship, we're like, you're building the right business. And so for those of you that your book is a component of your business, it's just making sure that you have a cohesive like intention and strategy around this is it. I am committed to this. I can, like, I am committed to giving it the energy and we, you know, we're talking about like, well, what if I'm a mom or a dad or I'm doing all of these other things and I'm writing the book on the side. Right. So it's just making sure that you're like, you're like in and you're like, this is something I believe in. This is happening. Like I really am committed to this endeavor. So that's pillar number one. And mm -hmm. there's, there's a framework of elements that you go through. Then the biggest question in terms of how do you make this as easeful and, and like less complicated and as empowering as possible so much of that is going to happen in pillar number two. Pillar okay. number two is making sure that you are really clear as to, again, what's the urgent specific pain point that you're solving. Uh, and again, like the, there are different genres. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to think sort of in two, two types of genres. I'm going to think, you know, um, fiction and nonfiction. So right. I'm just going to, for simplicity's sake. So yeah. suppose you it are... Could yeah. I interject for a second yeah. just to, yeah, yeah. for people who are writing fiction? Like the urgent pain point may, might be the type of experience yes. you're delivering, right? Absolutely. Like somebody's looking for a lighthearted yes. romance, feel good yes. book, or if somebody wants yes. a diversionary, you know, surreal experience, right? Yes. Like that, that's would qualify, I think, is the, yes. Absolutely. the urgent need, right? Yeah, and I want you guys, whether you're in the, you know, fiction or nonfiction, this is the number one thing you have to do. You have to get inside of your readers' hearts and minds and souls and desires and think, what are they desiring? So, you know, to Ethan's point, absolutely, you know, I have been rereading, this is going to sound super silly, I have been rereading Harry Potter mm -hmm. because I have a very specific need. My specific need is I read so much nonfiction that sometimes I do want just something light and fun and something that like I can sort of just escape into this world of fantasy. Mm. And what I found was many of the fiction books 
were so like dark, right? Like the thing that I do mm. love about Harry Potter is that at the end of the day, the story is about love and the concepts like love wins the day and friendship and you don't have to be perfect and growth while excitement and it's mystery, right? So, but it's, it's very, very um, like, it's not this like dark, gory, like humans are bad. So I was looking for something like that. And honestly, I haven't been able to find it. Yeah. Um, and so like that, as you think in the fiction world, like my, my specific urgent need, specific and urgent need is that and I, like, I will buy the book. And so then how do you find someone like me? If, if you did write a piece like that, how do you, how do you get in front of me? Right. Cause I have this need and this pain point right now. I am ready to buy right now. Yeah. And so it's like, how do I, how do you guys get in front of your person that's looking for your experience that you're creating or the thing that you're, the information that you're providing if you are nonfiction. Um, right. Yeah. And right. so uh, for that's pillar number two, it's making sure, you know, and, and I think for nonfiction for you guys, it's, it's going to be maybe a, a lot more straightforward what the urgent and specific problem that you're solving is. Um, so you do that, you get really, really clear on what it is that you're actually providing for your people. What are they mm. actually looking for? And I want you to write it down in the words that your people would say it, right? Because that's how you're going to reach them and find them. Right. So uh, how am I going to know that? Well, you're going to talk to them specifically. Mm. So if you've already had people who bought your book, talk to your people. You got to talk to your people. Ask them, why did you buy it? You know, just just like interview the people and, and like talk like literally you have an entire world of online and offline people. When you're at the supermarket, just talk to them and be like, hey, I wrote this book about blah, blah, blah. That's not very targeted research, but it's still research. Would you be interested? Why yes, why not? And hear their words. Talk to your friends. Talk to other authors and hear what their feedback is. Like, well, what do you think this story is about? Why would you read it? When would you read it? Like, start getting in their mind and using their very specific words. You can go on Facebook right. and you can post like, Hey guys, this is my new book, or this is a book that I'm thinking about writing. What do you guys think about it? Who do you think would read it? Like, when would you read? Like, talk. You, all you have to do. So, in in the world of entrepreneurship, there's this concept of get out, get out the door, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I have my entrepreneurs do this, where they do not get to. And this is for anyone who's thinking of building a building. If anyone who's thinking of writing a book, this could be an an awesome exercise for you for some of you writing a book is just an artistic endeavor that is is about you and your creation for some of you writing a book is about you know writing a bestseller and getting a lot of people and you know having that be an important part of your business mm -hmm. so especially for this latter case you got to interview your people so back in, in the world of entrepreneurship the the get out the door there's this concept of you do not get to build a business. You do not get to build a prototype. You do not get to build anything. There is no coding that happens. There is no building. And this is mm. the same thing that I do with, with my, my, say, like in the world of coaching. Mm. Um, for, for a lot of authors, especially in the, the nonfiction space, you guys have this incredible opportunity because you already wrote a book. All you have to do is then turn that book into a system. And then all of a sudden, you have you know, an online course that you can provide. You have, you know, a like high tier group coaching thing that you can do. You have one-on-ones, you have masterminds. Like you can turn your entire book into an entire six, seven, eight figure business. Mm. And it's, it's already there because you already wrote the book. And so 
if that is something that people are looking for, then you have to make sure, back to like, I really hope you guys wrote that down, urgent specific problem that I'm solving for an identifiable you know, mm. market, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that is both willing to and able to pay for said experience or information. Mm. Um, and so you are going to, where was I going with this? So it's the, the, the getting out of the room. Okay. So you're going to talk to enough. So what, what I have my people do is they have to talk to a hundred people before they get building, before they start thinking of their group coaching program, before they start like building an online course, before they like do a subscription program, any sort of program, like you need to talk to 50 to a hundred people mm. before you start doing this. Right. And so, um, in, in like, with, I don't know, like with, with, I don't like thinking in the authorship world, that makes sense. Cause again, for some of you guys, it's like a really just like personal experience that you're, yeah, you're going well, through. And also I think for authors, we're lucky in the sense of if we know what books, our work is informed by, we can mm -hmm. look up if we're introverts, we can look up reviews, product mm, reviews, that's and a look great for idea. clues, right? Yes. Around what people were looking for when they got it and what experience was delivered, what urgent that's experience. A that's a really great idea, guys. That's a really, really, really great idea. So back to making things as simple as possible. If you want, and it depends on, you know, simplicity is, is simplicity and easefulness. It is, I'm, I'm, the way that I'm answering that question is like simplicity and easefulness in being successful in getting your book in the hands of as many people. So if that is the goal, mm. then you have to follow pillar number two, which is make sure that you're solving an urgent and specific problem for an audience that, so how do you identify if it's, if there's an audience that is willing to enable to, mm. well, your people are going to congregate. We have to know that there's a group, right? So the way that I, um, think about this and, and I read this in a book and I was like, ah, like that's super helpful. Think of, you know, uh, people when they were rushing over to California for the gold rush, they, you know, they're like searching for gold. So when you're searching for gold, not that I have ever done it, but this is what I remember from like fourth grade is <laughs> um, like, you know, you start like digging and then you find some nuggets. And so like your nuggets are your clues that you're getting closer, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you do it right, you're going to hit an entire vein of gold. And then, you know, you've hit the jackpot. That's exactly how it is with finding your people. So you're going to find people, you know, talking about your, your area, uh, online, offline, and those are your nuggets. But really these veins of your people coming together are going to be found in do your people come together around the, the problem or experience that you're providing through Facebook groups? Mm -hmm. Are they coming together in some sort of forum? Are they coming together in events? Are they coming together in, you know, in, in huge quantities in terms of like a YouTube channel that's out there? Like are people coming together? Are they congregating? Are they coming together in, in you know, in like huge numbers um, to have access to information or experiences that you provide in your book? If the answer is yes, it's going to be easier for you. It's going to be more simple. It's going to be easier for you to just tap into an already existing market who's already paying for said information and experiences. And you're just going to fulfill a hole in the market that has not been fulfilled yet 
and that that's just going to make your life so much easier. Mm. Could you build for an audience that doesn't exist? Yes, you can. You can create ideas and experiences for an audience that doesn't already exist and come together. Um, you know, I think authorship is, is, can be similar to the world of fandom, right? Mm -hmm. um, in like on YouTube, there's this, um, there's this channel that's called, maybe you guys have followed it, maybe not. It's called the Super Carlin Brothers. And they, okay. have, uh, they have over like 2 million followers and they review like movies and books and they do series, right? So your people could literally be coming together in, in like millions and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands on these online and offline communities. What are the offline communities? Well, they come together online or they're brought together online. Say Meetup. Meetup is a great place where you can find people coming together. But again, you're not going to be looking for a meetup for authors. That's mm -hmm. for you as, you know, finding other people, people who are writing books or want to write books. No, no, you're looking for the person that look, wants to find, you know, fantasy world or, you know, like self-development or relationships or health, whatever your, your space is. Right. And um, we both know Sharla and, and Jesse, um, and they talk about the four like huge markets. So for your four huge markets, it's money, relationships, health. And then the fourth one I sort of tweak. Um, so it's beauty and entertainment. So you have mm -hmm. to ask yourself for my, for my book, for the experience or information that I'm sharing with my book, which of these four buckets, and these are trillion dollar markets already. What does that tell you? People are already paying money to have their urgent and specific problems solved. And they're already congregated in these groups. So mm -hmm. is your book found in one of these four areas? And then within that, it's, is my book, does my book belong to say a submarket? Is there a niche for my book type? And then are people already engaging with other books? Like, are they really buying? If you are into like, I don't know, like vampire romance novels and that's what you're writing are a ton of people buying those and who are those people are they teenage girls or is it you know 60 to 70 year old men and get really clear and then back to your question ethan of how do we make this as simple if yeah. it is you know girls in their teens and in their 20s guess what you're not going to be on facebook really you're not really going to be on facebook building your your presence like you can have a presence just to like be representative of like the few people who are in their 40s who like want to read your books but the majority of your if your readership is going to be teens and girls women in their 20s or girls in their 20s you got to be on instagram mm. and so the answer to your question is you got to be in the places where you got to be and not waste your time being in platforms where you don't got to be a lot of people are on all of the platforms and it just is a waste of time because there wasn't the thought that came during pillar number two of thinking, well, where do my people hang out? If your people hang out on TikTok, go to TikTok. If your people are on YouTube, go to YouTube. If your people are on Facebook, go to Facebook. If your people right. are on Instagram, Medium, where you have to ask yourself, where are my people? And so if you follow these just like super basic steps, you're just setting yourself up to, to be more successful and to make it useful. And then 
the last pillar, pillar number three is the pillar when you actually build, right? When you actually build your online presence. You guys saw how like we totally didn't start at building. And this right. is the problem with both, you know, with like authors and business owners and anyone who is, is working with their online presence is they all start with the building phase and then they're wondering why they're just spinning their wheels and things aren't working. Right. It's because they right. started out the wrong step. And right. so once we figured out all of these things of like your market, where your people, where do they hang out or what platforms are they, are, are they on, then you build. And then I want you to think of what is the customer journey that your person goes on? So what is the likely way that they're going to find you? Okay. So these, um, this girl is looking, she's like hashtag live your best life. And she's scrolling on Instagram through the hashtag live your best life. Oh my God. She runs into a quote from your book that is about reading your best life. And now she's curious. She mm -hmm. goes to your Instagram page and she sees a bunch of other quotes and interviews you've done and posts that you've written. And now she's really intrigued. Then she clicks on the link for, you know, like connecting with you and you're using Linktree. And then she sees that you have a free PDF of, I don't know, like three chapters of your book or you have some sort of thing. And she's like, heck yes. And all of a sudden, now she is part of your list. And maybe after that, she goes to your website. She's like, oh my God, Ethan has a book. I am buying it. Or maybe mm -hmm. that's not quite the next step. Maybe she like, you know, gets the, the PDF and she's engaging with it. She's like, that, wow, that was really cool. But now because she's on your list, then the next week she receives a newsletter from you. She receives, you know, some communication in which you're sharing something has to do with your topic area. And then in it, you share also share with your friends that I have this awesome book. And then you share a testimonial of someone who read your book and the impact it had on them. And now she's like, Oh my God, I have to go buy this book. Right? So it is an entire journey. And I want you guys to think of what are all the entry points for someone finding out about me mm -hmm. again, wh where, where are they looking for me? And then lead them down a journey that leads them to the call to action CTAs that you want them to engage with you on. Uh, and so that, and, and so like in terms of some of those steps are going to be some of those steps, like basically everyone needs to have, it's going to be, you got to have your website. You have to have to have to have your social media presence in the right platforms for you. Um, you are going to have to build a newsletter. Like, can we get an amen on a Thursday? All of you need your newsletter list. Like this is it in the space. The experts call it your license to print money. And it's not just your license mm. to print money. It's like, it, it is the most, one of the most valuable assets that you have period, especially as a business. Um, and so, it, you know, if you publish another book, like guess how you're going to tell people and build up, um, you know, excitement over it, your list. Like this is how you build and grow a relationship with your people. You could be doing it also uh, in, in a Facebook group. And especially if your book is around a concept, this is a great way to build loyalty. And especially if you plan on publishing multiple books, this is a great way to have people like be super excited and pumped that the next book or next books are coming, right? Because yeah. you're building community with them. Um, and so it's a matter of like, 
it, like all of these things, like, so you guys might be wondering like, well, Luz, how do I do it? How do I do the website? How do I do the, the social media? Like right now you go to YouTube and just type in and you will figure it out. But what I don't want you guys to do is to start building on all in the wrong sequence and on the wrong platforms because right. then you're just sitting there spinning your wheels and you're not going to get any success. Yeah. It's easy to spend a lot of time and money up front on yes. building a container and not having the contents yes. figured out. Mm -hmm. And I think we all do that um, yeah. because it's easier than getting out of the house. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is this a good time to talk about like, so, you know, we've, let's say we've, we figure out that there we've pinpointed an urgent need and we know mm -hmm. where people congregate, right? Um, mm -hmm. How do we, how do we think about why, why is somebody going to get my book? So there's all these other people out there talking to this audience. Mm -hmm. Why me? Mm -hmm. Again, so it's hopefully you've done pillar two, which is identifying a specific niche right like a space in the market that is not being fulfilled and then the other piece is it's going to be you right like so often people buy especially in today's world people want to hear you they want to be in relationship with you the author like mm -hmm. it really matters and so okay so here i'm gonna i'm gonna break things up into two sort of um two groups i'm gonna go with the groups of like the extroverts who have no problem like being the brand and getting themselves out there and then there's you know maybe not just introverts but people who want to be behind the scenes and are like i want this to be about the book i don't want this right. to be about me right. okay I'm glad you mentioned that yeah 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 so for the people that are like yes i can be on just like talk literally like talk to your people build community, do videos, engage with them, ask questions, like engage. Engagement is the name of the game. Mm -hmm. And people are going to want to read your book because they have a relationship with you. Also like get vulnerable with them, talk to them mm -hmm. about your life. Like, you know, I, Rachel Hollis, Rachel Hollis, she had written, I think five, five to six books. And then her you know, girl wash her face all of a sudden like New York, I mean, definitely not all of a sudden she had been working on this. Like, like it, it, people say overnight success. Yeah. Every overnight success, like took 10 years to become an overnight success. So, mm. yeah. So she, she becomes like a New York times bestselling author over 3 million copies of her book sold. Um, and what was really powerful about her book, this book that she wrote, that her previous books had been fiction books. And in this book, she got, Here's what she did, guys. She talked to her people. She listened to women. Women are, are her target audience. She listened, she listened, she listened, she listened, she listened. And literally every single chapter of her book is a question that came up again and again and again from her community. So mm. you have to build a community. Like, especially if you want to do this and be successful as an author, you just have to build a community. Um, so she, she, she built this community and, uh, she, you know, the, like, she just like exploded and like, she wrote her second book and now her husband is writing or, or yeah, like his book is going to be published in March. Um, and like it, it, all of this was boosted by that book. And so, um, she was vulnerable. So why will they choose my book? Mm. There's, there's so many reasons that they would choose your book. Like a piece of it is you, you're the author, like. 
but let, let's talk about say like jk rowling yeah. um jk rowling the book that like the series was about harry potter and so in saying like harry potter people built a relationship and so so much of it is like what is the relationship what is the experience um and the other question is like what will they choose me people buy from and they're buying your book or they're engaging with your book people buy from people that they know like and trust and the one that people forget about is that are in front of them so why are they going to choose you well one because like they know you exist so they have to know you exist um and then you have given them what they need for them to be able to like you know know and trust you and that's going to be coming through like a huge piece of it is is your content strategy and your community building so now let's talk about the people who are more on the introverted and you're like i want this to be about the book i don't want this to be about me as a persona or like me as a brand mm -hmm. um so I, I think here we're thinking more i i think you know like i'm a huge nerd when it comes to harry potter like i i do think that to some extent joe uh so jk rowling joe she's she's tried to be as private as she could right. um and uh it, it really was about like this movement and now there's like if you guys I find her to be fascinating. You know, when we talk about who are the successful people in, in the world of, of books, like she is one of the most successful. She, 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 she like became a, a, like a book writing phenomenon. Like she got people reading that hadn't read, picked up a book in like how many years. Um, and then she took her books and she created this entire world, you know, like online uh, where people could continue to have like community and engage with the ideas and the concepts and i don't i don't know if you guys have done like your like being chosen for your house your hogwarts house and then you can take this patronus <laughs> quiz and she's made this entire experience this community that you get to be part of and then now there's like the wizarding world you know uh, 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 like the, the 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 theme park and so i'm not saying go out and build a theme park and build you know like have movies it, like although you totally should if that's something you want to do right but what I am saying is if, if you want the concept to be the thing that people choose you for, make it like do your research in terms of writing something that people are going to want to consume, get in front of them, get the concept, the idea in front of them. And then maybe you're not building a, a community and like an environment and an experience about you and your work and engaging in that way, but maybe like but you still have to do community building you still right. have to create a, a receptacle a space where your people your fandom your people who care about you and like you know, rave about your work come together and can connect because that's like what happens when you read a really good book what do you want to do you want to tell the world about it you want to say like mm -hmm. i just read this book whether it's in the you know fiction or non-fiction world like you want to tell people about it so to the extent that you can really help people, you know, talk to each other about it and create community and like be able to be like geeky and nerdy with each other about your book, um, you're really going to help them. And But like how to choose me, honestly, the, the biggest thing is going to be just clarity in back to pillar number two, clarity in the urgent and specific problem that you solve and making sure that there's an audience and that they can find you and that you're in the right places. So when they are your right person, they can go like, yes, me. And then they just come into your world. Now, I imagine for some people, they struggle with, I'm delivering my product is delivering this experience and solving this problem, but maybe my newsletter, the way I communicate has a different tone. Mm. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's talk about newsletters. Um, I would say for any of you that do not currently have a newsletter, just start simple. You're going to start with MailChimp. And if you don't want to be overwhelmed, just start with like a newsletter a month. If you're like, I can do more loose, then mm-hmm. go to two newsletters a month. If you're like, I can like, I can follow the best practices. Like I am so in the, the, the recommended is going to be once a week. But honestly, I think with your book, um, unless if you're doing more of this, like brand building and experiences and you just have ton of content that you want to share with your people, you can do two times a month and you'll be good. Like they're hearing from you. Um, I have a client that reaches out to, to her database uh, once a month and that's plenty right so for her space for her industry reaching out about once uh, once a month is like the the right just like the right number for my industry it's once a week that people want to hear from you because uh, right. people buy from people that they like know and trust and are in front of them and in terms of your newsletters i just heard this statistic yesterday um for for your investment in like the, in in your newsletter it is a return of 38 hundred percent right so yeah. like it is just really really important for you guys to really be engaging in your newsletter it sounds much better than paid ads yes yes it is yes and and this is where like and, and you guys have to see like these are all connected you can't just have a newsletter that reaches no one right like you have to have a newsletter and you need to be building an audience at all times for your right. readership so then you continue to engage um right. engage with them so back to what was the specific question well we were talking about we completed the three pillars yeah and we've built an online presence and i'm you know it sounds like there's a system and in each of these buckets there are several um opportunities to do develop skills that we may not already have as Mm -hmm. authors who are starting a business online Mm -hmm. and there's also with that then yeah a lot of pitfalls that we may encounter doing it ourselves if we don't have support. Yeah. And I'm imagining that all of these, like, how do you know you're doing it right? right? Mm, mm-hmm. um, so how you know that you're doing it right is, and, and you guys could, I'll share with Ethan, um, like a link, like, or you guys could just go to my website and you guys can have access to the, to the blueprint. Like, you know you're doing it right if you're just following the steps of the blueprint. You're like you're you're just checking checking off the boxes. It's it's literally like a roadmap that you follow step by step, and then you're seeing your metrics for success. You you set metrics for success. So like mm. that's growing your audience. That's potentially growing your sales. Whatever your metrics for success are, and that's how you would know that 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 it's working right. And you're creating a community. And I just like especially for authors. I'm just going to keep coming back to this like point of for you guys specifically um and eventually when i become an author (laughs) hopefully this year um it is community building is really really going to be really really big right and so i know for a lot of people myself included early on it's especially discouraging to be doing all this work and not really having anybody Mm. following yet Mm. and numbers and Mm. i know one thing Mm. that's really difficult is I see people do this all the time. They start, they get some results and they think that, you know, because they're comparing themselves to somebody who is Mm. at a later stage in their business, they think Mm -hmm. that the results Mm 
are a failure when mm-hmm. in fact they may be because they don't have the data to compare they don't know that they may actually be on a faster track or doing better than this person that they're comparing themselves mm-hmm. to were at that stage mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like like how do you manage that uncertainty when you don't have results yet in a, this long-term process mm. so i would number one make sure that you like so hope is not a strategy right mm. like hope is not a winning strategy so if if your strategy is hope then then we can't like we can't track we can't measure we can't know where it is that we're going so i would say have a very clear idea of what success will look like and give yourself the space to become that person that that like reaches that success right mm-hmm. so number 1 is clarity into your, in in terms of your goals what is it what's the milestone milestones that you want to reach and once you get that clear in terms of where you're going and what's important then i want you to get really clear as what is it going to take for me to get there what are the specific skills that i'm going to have to gain to become that sort of person that has that sort of success and study the people who came before you and study what they needed to to master right so for me i was like i have to master digital marketing i have to master sales i have to master the creation and management of digital products so these were things i didn't know guys i used to be a lawyer <laughs> like this everything that i i have i know now i literally taught myself and i signed up for you know like um a bunch of like webinars and online courses. I bought every online course under the sun and I joined every group and I went to every training and I went to like online and offline trainings. And I just, mm. you know, like I, I did the work to study the stuff inside and out. And so I knew, I knew what was possible for me, right? Like I, I knew what success looked like in terms of like measurable metrics. I'm going to be the person that's going to keep bringing you back to like what are the metrics? What does it look like? Not like just like some like feeling, but give me the number. Right. Um so get really specific in terms of like what what does success look like for you? And this is this goes back to pillar number 1. Right? right when we started, it's success for me could be very different from success for you. Uh like success for me has something to do with my own lived experiences, what I want, like my vision for my future. And just because I measure myself in that way does not mean anything about the, the the correctness or like if it's good or bad of somebody else's or like mine to theirs. And so I think when you have clarity in terms of what your North Star is, that really helps with the, the like, you know, uh, what is it? Comparison is the thief of all joy. Mm-hmm. So when you know what your North Star is, what you're reaching for, then you're not comparing yourself because you you feel very strong and secure and like this is my this is my success this is what I want these are my metrics but you got to know your metrics and then after you you know where you're going and you feel really good well that's going to get rid of the like comparing yourself because you're like I don't need to compare myself to you because you're after that I'm after this and I feel really good about being after this and then after you know what you're going after find mentors, like find someone who's already accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. Find someone who has mastery over the skill set that you need to gain. And then like learn that thing, right? Like there are, there are 
you know, frameworks and roadmaps. So imagine you get to like, get to a forest and there is a treasure, right? Whatever your metric is, like whatever mm -hmm. the thing that success is for you, there is this treasure, uh, in the middle of the forest and you, your job is to go find your treasure. But you're like, you're looking at this forest that you're going to go into and it's dark and it's like, there's fog and like there's rain and you're like, I have no idea how to get there. So there's two ways we can do this. You can just like, th there's a few things that are needed here, right? Like mm -hmm. you can go into the forest with like, you know, just one layer, you're like wearing a tank top and you have like your cell phone on you and like your purse and some like you know sandals and you're gonna go into this journey that you have no idea how long it's gonna be the conditions or you can start at the beginning of this like journey into the forest and you you've like done some research we're like i need hiking boots mm -hmm. and i need to have a flashlight and i have a, a poncho and I have gloves and I have one of those like emergency blankets and I have plenty of snacks. And then you could go into the forest. The next option is you have your tools, right? You have your, your flashlight, you have your little belt with like your, in your backpack and your water and in your, you know, filtration tablets. You guys can tell I'm like, sort of like, I like mm. the woods. Um, and, and now you also have a map and this map tells you how other hikers have gotten to this point where your treasure is. And like, so they, they weren't necessarily looking for your treasure, but your treasure is around this area. And there's, there's a road, there's like a trail that mm -hmm. leads there. And there are trails. There's like a system of trails in this forest. So like, if you take the wrong turn, that means it's just going to take you way longer or you may never reach your treasure. But because you have this roadmap that tells you how other hikers have gotten to that specific spot, you're like, I'm good. I got, mm. my, I got my backpack, I got my flashlight, I have my poncho, and I have my roadmap. Mm. Those are all the ways that you can do this. You can go out into the wilderness with all the elements being unprepared. You can go into it being somewhat prepared with no roadmap, or mm -hmm. you can go in it prepared and your roadmap, and your roadmap is a mentor. The mentor mm -hmm. is what accelerates you getting to the place where you need to go, right? The tools that you're wearing on you are the books you've read, the online courses. The, the roadmap is your mentor telling you, hey, go left, go right. No, 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 you need to come back. I was, I was just in Guatemala and this actually happened, right? Um, we were heading to this volcano and as I was like, I was trekking, I was like sort of towards the back and then I started going down this path and the guy, the mentor, he goes, no, you can't go down that way. Like you're going to fall if you go that way. Mm -hmm. This is exactly the same thing. Like you need a mentor telling you like, no, that's dangerous. You can't go that way or that's a waste of your time. You're going to waste time and money. And so your roadmap is the mentor. Your tools that you're wearing is you doing, you know, YouTube by yourself. It's you, you know, like buying the books and doing some stuff. So it is like, how, how easeful do you want it to be? And like, if you want to be less stressed and less lost and get faster and more successfully to, to your treasure, you know, like there are things that we can do. Right. And so I imagine 
picking the right mentor for you Correct. would be important. Otherwise you end up on a yeah. path you don't want to be. Exactly. I could bring on a mentor that is going to help me like summit Everest, but that's not very helpful because I'm not summiting Everest right now. I need someone who's done this specific forest, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to think, what's my forest? What is the journey that like, again, for me, it was my forest was digital marketing. My forest was digital sales. It was creating, you know, coaching programs. It was creating like, you know, masterminds and like all of this, this entire online world. And, and that, those were the, the mentors that I sought out. Like mm. there are people who are teaching, you know, like Airbnb arbitrage and e-commerce and like, they're making millions of dollars, but that's just not helpful because I chose this forest, right? This is Mm. my treasure. And so I want you guys to find like, this is pillar one stuff. What's your treasure? What's your forest? What's your area of expertise? You know, what area of, you know, nonfiction or fiction are you choosing to, to, to jump into, to endeavor into, and then get yourself the tools and the mentors and, and that like, know what the treasure is yeah and so this is wonderful and great metaphors and i think right on point for any author or storyteller that wants to create an online business Mm -hmm. and so people for people who want to learn more about you or find this passion to profit blueprint uh how can they do that yeah so and this is going to be a little bit of uh, something that I recommend for you guys to do yourselves in your in your business um, with you know with your books is it's it's just like presence uniformity right you want it to be uniform so you guys can find me under Luz C Gonzalez on everything you guys can mm-hmm. find me as Luz C Gonzalez on Facebook uh, go ahead and send me a friend request um, you guys can send me a quick message being like hey I was on Ethan's just for me to know. Uh, you guys can find me on LinkedIn. You guys can find me on Instagram. Like, where do you hang out? I'm there. I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast. Uh, you can go to my website. My website is still lucygonzalez.com. Uh, and if you wanted to learn more about the Passion Profits Blueprint, which is, well, well a few things. You definitely want to join our online um, Facebook group. This is where I build community. And this is where I do live trainings and coaching. Can I answer your questions? And this is where I build community. And like this morning I went for a run and I was like, today's going to be a great day, guys. Like, let's go pump up. So like, you know, that's my place where where I come together with my community. So I like would love to welcome you guys into my community. Mm. Uh, And that's also where I answer questions of the people who are taking the full online course. And so um, we build community and support and, you know, just like thriving there and support each other and, you know, also building affiliates and JV programs and all that stuff happens in that group. Mm-hmm. And if you want more support and you're like, loose, I am ready to be like in command of my online presence. I just need to know how to do the things, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel, t- I just don't know how to build the website. I don't know how to do this newsletter thing. I don't know what platforms I need to be on. And once I do know if I need to be on Instagram or on Facebook or on LinkedIn, like I don't know exactly what to do. I have an online course that's called Passion Profit Blueprint. It is like, that is your, um, that's like your roadmap. It is like an actual roadmap. So you guys can go to lucygonzalez.com and under work with me, you can go to Passion Profit Blueprint. And then 
if you guys want even more mentorship, right? So like I'm on your shoulder as you're going into the forest telling you left, right? Uh, then we have a group coaching program that you can sign up for. And then if you want me like holding your hand in the forest, like tell it, like walking in front of you or walking beside you, then I have one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do that includes the online course, the group coaching, and then just additional support from me. So Fantastic. Um, those are all the ways that people can get support from the Passion Profit Blueprint. And you guys can find me uh, under Lucy Gonzalez on all of the platforms. Great. And I'll have the link to your website on the episode. Sweet. Sweet. Well, Luz, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for, for having me on your show. Uh, and again, back to everyone who's listening. I just want to, like, I just want to thank you for being you. I want to thank you for being a creator, for being inspired, uh, for being inspiring, for being courageous, for being disciplined enough and, and doing the work to, to like, I, all of last year, like I thought about writing my book and it's just like, oh my God, I don't have the time. And like, mm -hmm. right. Like, so I, I, I know the sort of like emotional commitment and the time commitment and the work that like, I haven't finished it, but I, like, I, I have been preparing myself spiritually, mentally, all the things to, to create this work of love. And so to all of you that are already authors, I just want to commend you. I want to say congratulations. Freaking amazing. You are freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're, you know, like the world needs you. It needs your voice. It needs your gift. It needs your spirit. Uh, it needs your message. And I'm so grateful that you guys have taken, done the work and been courageous enough to like get it out there. And it's such, and it's also very vulnerable, right? Because like you've written this thing and you've put it out in the world. And I just think it's beautiful. I, mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. And I just really want to you just like cheer you on and clap for, for all of you who have done it. For those of you that are, you know, thinking of doing it, um, just know that you have something important to say and to bring to this world. And I can't wait to, to, to see it come through fruition. And again, Ethan, thank you so much for creating this community for your people, for yeah. authors who have questions, um, for talking about storytelling and for your presence and who you are and you know, your, your great listening and the incredible work that you do in the world. Thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Fearless Storyteller. As a reminder, any and all links can be found in the show notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, will you please consider leaving a review? By doing so, you'll be helping new listeners discover The Fearless Storyteller podcast.